This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. My God, are you still talking? Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Hey, we're Hardly Focused. You can get us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search all of those fine places for Hardly Focused with Nate Fillers, Jack Gill, and growing up. There was a video game series on the, well, pretty much everything. It was on the PlayStation. It was on the N64. It was on the Game Boy. I had it on the Sega Dreamcast, arguably the best version. That, of course, being Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Was it on Xbox? I think it was on Xbox. Yes. Uh, It was called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X. And it featured a combination of levels from the first two games i think they might have put one or two newer levels in specifically made for the game um and at the time it was uh i guess what you would now call a remaster because it was a very polished looking version of the game compared to the previous iterations uh like i said the dreamcast i have the dreamcast versions and those look the best but that's because they were upscaled to 128 bits Um, yeah I never now I never played any of them on the any of the other consoles. I did last year purchase Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 for the PlayStation and popped it in my PlayStation 3 and played quite a bit of it but couldn't believe just how bad that game looks. And just to think that uh we were we were okay with that <laughs> in 2002 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I played a ROM of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 on my uh, PlayStation Classic and even that. Because I had that on PlayStation 2 and it looked great. I had I had Game Boy Advance and PlayStation. And Game Boy Advance was rough. <laughs> those were... Well, now, what was cool about those is they were like completely different games. Yeah, they were. And they were actually lauded for like not just being attempts at trying to recreate the PlayStation version on the Game Boy. Like, yeah. They actually were pretty good versions. Yeah. I recently, It was fun. Yeah, sure. Just about two weeks ago, I purchased for the PlayStation 3 from That's Entertainment in Worcester, uh, Tony Hawk's Project 8, which was, Oh, wow. That is the, uh, believe the eighth entry in the series be, uh, boy, would it be comical. If it wasn't the eighth entry and it was called Project Date, uh, plus 44 is on that soundtrack, don't you know? Uh, All of the Tony Hawk games, just the some of the best soundtracks. Oh, fuck like, yeah. I, I don't know if it counts because you're like, like, it's not like, you know, the Sonic soundtrack, you know, but, you know, it's like, it's all, it's basically radio, like a playlist. I learned but still it's yeah. so I've I found so many bands from Tony Hawk. Oh my god, I I learned a combination of that and the Grand Theft Auto games. That's how I learned about music and Crazy Taxi to some extent with its absolutely very limited uh soundtrack between The Offspring and Bad Religion. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But uh Tony Hawk, yeah. I remember uh, buying or get my parents to buy me. Let's talk about feelings by Lagwagon 
and I like I listened to that album like every day for a year on the on the bus to and from school. And mm-hmm. uh, May 16 prominently features in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 from that album. People are looking at me like, the hell's wrong with you? They look at the album cover. They're like, what the hell's wrong with you? You're, you're a maniac. You've got problems. Uh, and then they listen to the music and they're like, what the hell is this crap? And, and oh my God, uh, get, get cultured. Get uh, learn about some music because the Vandals and in Lagwagon and and oh uh, God who was it Goldfinger with Superman, yep John Feldman producing like everyone's albums now, Blink One Eight Two and Machine Gun Kelly and Avril Lavigne. I mean this this is all I'm familiar with all this stuff. You're familiar with all this stuff because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yep, Ooh. I'm growing older all the time, staying younger in my mind. We uh we had an episode. I don't remember if it was hardly focused or if it was still during Talk Radio Meltdown, but the episode was titled Pretending I'm a Superman. And I can't remember if we were talking about the Tony Ox Pro Skater remake or if we were talking about uh I think there was a documentary about like the impact that the music had uh from those games, but um yeah, we that was how we titled one of the episodes was that. It's so smart because I, I now that I'm thinking back of how many hours I spent playing that game there had to be a good portion that i just wanted to hear the music and i just like played it just to hear the music but i still like it's one of the first games i think i completed and like unlocked like the secret characters by like doing all the gaps and all the the secrets and everything like that now now did you do that naturally did you actually spend the time to do that or did you cheat I naturally did it because okay. I, I was just I just loved playing the game. Like I, it was just it was my source of like, you know, venting. Sort of like just when I was angry, I would see how many kickflips I could do. <laughs> sure, I uh, when I was younger, I, I just w- would put in cheats all the time. Like I had the cheats memorized, so you know you could when you. Um, I don't think you can necessarily do them off half pipes, but if you just did them off ramps and you'd slow down in the air and that would give you the opportunity to max out. Like you could do like a 3000, like not the 900, but like it would go up. It would go up to maybe 3000, which is physically impossible for any human to do. But, um, and that's how it would rack up points and unlock levels. But when I got older, then I made it a point to actually play the game naturally. And um, before the remake came out a couple of years ago, I made it a point to play through the first two games um, without using cheats. Yeah. Shit's hard. I mean, I I get the appeal of it because there's like the low gravity and like the perfect balance. And I had all those. Oh, the point. Those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, yeah, there's one, there was one Tony Hawk. I can't remember if it's three or if it's two or if it's one that if you go off a ramp at like a certain angle, you could just float and just stay in the air and just continue like doing this trick over and over and over and get like a billion points because you could get like a million combos together and you could land whenever you press down. Now is that with or without cheats? That was without cheats. It was just like a glitch. Like there was just this one spot where if you like hit it, you would just, 
I, I don't remember. I don't know video game design, but I just remember being like fascinated by that. Sure. That's all. That's yeah. like uh crazy taxi. If you do, there's a, uh, button combination you can do that I used to be so skilled at and I can't do it now if my life depended on it but it's like the best way to rack up I think it's like an S rank it's it's like the the perfect ranking that you can get and get the highest score because you can like I think it's called like a crazy slide or something but if you do it into like a wall you basically get yourself stuck and you just keep racking up points and points and points and points and points Mm -hmm. and you can run the clock out to zero when the like the passengers get pissed off at you and they'll they'll still like give you a high five at the end they'll still be super happy even though like you ran out of time yeah uh, it, it's similar with the same thing in tony hawk like the the timer could get down to zero and it doesn't stop until you touch the ground yep nope. so it's like i you could easily get billions of points it would take a while but like if you just every time you did a rotation it would change the multiplier i had the strategy i still have it the strategy guide for tony hawk's pro skater 2 in fact i now distinctly remember the last time we really had an in-depth discussion about tony hawk's pro skater i went and dug out the strategy guide and like had it on camera but um now so so many memories with that game man for tony hawk's pro skater 2 they never tell you this and it, it didn't dawn on me how goddamn obvious it was in the school level when you first get to the school level, mm-hmm. you cannot get inside the gymnasium unless you grind the open sesame rail. And you can only do it when you have approximately one minute and 40 seconds left. Because that is when the second bell, there are two bells that ring. And the second bell is it's supposed to signify the you're late bell. So you have to grind that rail I believe right is that bell is ringing and that is the only way it opens up the gymnasium doors. Huh. And it took me forever because I, I, it didn't dawn on me that the, the, the rail was called open says me. I, I was like, cause it's, it's spelled weird. Yeah. Uh, and then I found it out later on and it, I was so angry cause it was like right in front of me and I didn't realize it. But, um, uh, was was Tony Hawk Pro Skater three the first one where you could get off the board? Oh no, that wasn't until I think um, Underground. Underground, yeah. Okay, I I could not remember because they all blur together. Uh, American Wasteland has an absolutely fantastic companion soundtrack that's all like, you know, then current day bands i mean a lot of the bands are still together today yeah. doing punk covers so like taking back sunday doing a cover of the descendants and um my chemical romance doing astro zombies by misfits mm-hmm. uh rise against doing fix me by black flag there's uh it, it's a very good album I, i'm sure it's on spotify but it's a very, very. Oh, I listen. I listen to Tony Hawk playlists still. Even it's, just, it's so good. So to get to what we're, what, what, why we're talking about this and getting nostalgic. Twelve minutes into the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tony Hawk recently did an interview saying that it was. I forget what he was talking about specifically, but Activision- for those of you who aren't aware, Tony Hawk is a real guy. 
It's not just a video game. Yeah, and if you encounter... Okay, listen. Public <laughs> service announcement. Because I'm just assuming that the majority of human beings that exist are not the brightest. And if you encounter someone who looks like Tony Hawk, for Tony God's Hawk. sake, just assume it's Tony Hawk. <laughs> do not tell the man that he looks like Tony Hawk. Do not do not patronize the man by saying that he looks like that skateboarder dude. Because there's yeah. a very good chance it's him. Yeah. And I'm sure oh, Tony Hawk so would appreciate it if someone were to actually recognize him in public. It's pretty funny though. It's fucking just hilarious. a little bit. <laughs> but uh, fact anyway, it just keeps sorry, happening. I derailed your uh Yeah. The fact that it just you, you tried to get us back on track and I just pulled us off again. Yeah, w- so. one uh one might say that on this show we are hardly focused. <laughs> I was like please play it. Hell yeah. So Tony Hawk doing an interview about something and uh, the the topic of Activision Blizzard came up and how they took the studio known as Vicarious Visions, gutted the studio, rebranded it, and put that studio in charge of assisting with developments with either Diablo 4 or the various Call of Duty games. Now, now the thing about this is Vicarious Visions developed the absolutely phenomenal dare I say perfect Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two. That is the remake that came out in 2020. And it was assumed that after this came out, we would get a remake of at least Tony Hawk's pro skater three and four. And then the news broke about a year later after that game came out, maybe not even a year later that Activision blizzard was, uh, restructuring vicarious visions and they were no longer developing their own things. They were going to now just be a, uh, auxiliary studio for their bigger IP. So then the assumption was, well, even if they were going to do Tony Hawk's pro skater three and four as a remake, we're not getting it now. Mm Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk pretty much confirmed in this interview that he recently did that they were going to, in fact, do Tony Hawk three and four. And it's not happening because that studio no longer exists. And and there's no other studio because because Activision Blizzard owns the rights to Tony Hawk's pro skater. And they always have Um, because they own the rights. They can decide which studio would do the game. They decided Vicarious Visions would do the remake. For once, in in uh, 15 years, if not longer, we finally got a very good Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game. Because one studio finally figured out how to do it. And uh, then they shut it down. So no other studio is going to handle the the, the task. So it's, it's been confirmed. We're not getting a three and four remake. Although uh, look, I'm, I'm disappointed. Tony Hawk's pro skater three is a good game. I like Tony Hawk's pro skater three. I like the soundtrack. It might not have been uh, like my most favorite compared to one and two, especially two. Uh, but Tony Hawk's pro skater four, having finally just played that. I don't think I would play a remake of that. Yeah. Did you play that one four? 
I'm trying to remember if that's the one that has Darth Maul. Oh, that is a good question. I can find out. That one was... Uh, it, it did not have the level by level system. It was an open world. It was yeah, like one of the first ones yeah. where you had like an open world and you could um, complete all of the uh, uh, objectives pretty much whenever you want. And the level didn't end if you ran out of time. You would just have to yeah. go back to the, to, to the marker and start again. Darth Maul was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if I played four. I know I played three because I feel I, and I know I played underground cause that's, that's the one I spent a lot of my life on. Yeah. I played a lot. Um, I, I borrowed underground from someone and I remember, um, it was a rare, <laughs> it was a rare occasion. My parents, we had like a, like a two hour delay back in high school and my parents were like, they didn't care if I, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go play video games until it's time to go to school. And they actually let me. And I remember it was like a joyous moment that for some reason they were allowing me such a privilege. And I used the time to play Tony Hawk's underground, <laughs> underground this copy that I borrowed from someone. So I'm looking at the characters, like the unlockable ones for four. And I think I, pro- I think I played it. It, it was uh, definitely... Not as well received as the other games. Uh, and you could tell, I think at that point, they were starting to have a bit of burnout with the series. Because then Underground was the next one and that, you know, introduced new things. But you can only revolutionize so many times. Oh, wait, I'm confirming that I didn't play. Because I would remember if you could play as Eddie from Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City taught me about Eddie. Yeah. On V-Rock. When Cousin Ed calls in to blast Lazlo and uh, Lazlo admits he doesn't know who the mascot was for Iron Maiden. Eddie. Eddie. So I would remember that because Eddie is, uh, is cool. Right. There's a lot of things I remember and then the things I'm supposed to remember I don't remember. But if it's about Sonic the Hedgehog or Tony Ox Pro Skater, you, yeah. you better believe I'm going to remember it. Yep. Same. Tony Ox Pro, uh, Tony Ox Pro. I'm just going to, that's what I'm going to call Mr. Pro Skater said, uh, according to Kotaku on a recent stream by Neversoft and vicarious veteran, Andy THPS, Tony Hawk himself was there for an interview. The skater casually dropped the fact that right up until the moment of Tony Ox Pro Skater one or two's release, the plan had been, to then move on and bring out a remaster bundle of three and four. He says, uh, Vicarious got kind of absorbed and they were looking for other developers and then it was over. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're just not getting it. That sounds, like. which again, like three, I would take three. I don't know if I would be okay with four. I think, I don't think that these would be as lauded and, um, as accepted as the remakes of one and two, because one and two, man, though, those hold a special place in my yeah. heart and in my memory. They got really silly later on. They did. Like the specials were getting a little bit ridiculous. There was the one where you 
could fly a kite or something as Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Even, even playing project date. Like uh, I played it for a couple hours. I'm like, I don't want to go back to this. (laughs) It's not fun. And even with the remake, I have no interest. Like the newer music in there, like some of it's good. Some of it isn't. Um, I, I think one of the best tracks that they threw on there was bloody Valentine by, um, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, and then can I kick it? That that yeah. th- throwing that in there is also really good. But um, uh, like the newer skaters that are in that game, I don't want to play as them. Yeah, I never wanted to play as Riley Hawk. I never. I don't want to play. I don't know who any of these are other jabronis are. Um, I, I I really like the fact that they got the like the the original skaters that the original skaters are all still around, and despite the fact that they're like. Some of them are pushing sixty at this point. That yeah, they still did the mo- they still did the motion capture. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, did you ever play skate? I have it, and I've I think I remember playing the demo for it, like w- when it first came out, and that was it. And I know that they are, um, very very highly regarded. And there's Escape Four coming out. I guess that's that very highly anticipated, like ten years after the last one came out. Uh, and I, I've heard that's like it's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater if it took itself seriously. Yeah, I never really got into it to be honest because it was like it was hard to 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 jump <laughs> like, that, that, like an actual skateboard. Like that's what I remember. Ollie. That's what I remember is that the controls were not easy to figure out. Um, yeah. Which I mean, overall, it makes it more rewarding when you do figure it out because it's like, you know, it makes you feel like you're legitimately doing stuff as opposed to just button mashing. And but I, I always have used video games as an escape. I don't want to have to fucking study like button dancing in order to. You know, now that's that's a very good question because that or that's a very good question. I haven't yet asked you Uh, right now. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, which came out a few years ago. It's by Sucker Punch. Um, Very well received game. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I finally got a copy of it. I think I bought it alongside Tony Hawk's Project 8. Um, Finally, I finally fired it up. Looks cool. It's it. I've been calling it. Whereas I affectionately called Red Dead Redemption Grand Theft Horse, uh, yeah. I've been referring to Ghost of Tsushima as Grand Theft Samurai. Yeah, because it's very. It looks, pretty, it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's Red Dead Redemption if it took place in Japan. But um, now I'm playing it on easy mode because I just I want to play the game. I want to sit down. I want to play through the game. I want to experience the story. I don't want to spend time constantly getting stuck in fights and not hitting blockers. Uh, and now, now obviously like the game is now very easy to play and blitzing through everything, but like, would you judge me if I was playing through a game like that on easy mode? Not at all. Cause very, that goes back very to easy to answer that question. Cause I, I also do that for like first person shooters. When I got quake, like the, new quake release mm-hmm. i played it through easy i beat the whole entire thing on easy and i played it again on easy just because i wanted to 
And now I'm playing it on Nightmare and it's why, it's why challenging, you, but it's just not as fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like I'm I, not I escape. Yeah, I don't I don't like it when like to call them the old days doesn't sound right because I would talk about the old days of 10, 15 years ago, but games like Halo would would judge you for would both judge you and reward you for your difficulty level for what you chose. Now, like in the days of Doom and Wolfenstein, like it was a joke that like if you pick the easiest difficulty because then they show like Blaskowitz and he's got like a pacifier and he's wearing a diaper. Because yeah. you picked the easy mode. Like, okay, that's funny. But Halo actually makes you feel bad if you pick anything other than like fucking mythic or whatever. Really? I'm I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's it, what do they do? It's just the reward that you get and um they got like the little icon. I can't remember. It's like a it's like a sword and shield and like if you want to get like the whole sword and shield icon to appear next to every level on the campaign, you have to play on the hardest difficulty. Like it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's like silently judging you. If you, if you play on easy, then you're missing out and you're, you're, you're a scrub. If, if you play on easy nowadays, the narrative has changed. I don't know if it's just because we're all just, uh, we're all just pussies now or because developers like sucker punch, realized that like the kids that grew up playing video games like Tony Ox Pro Skater, for example, we don't got a lot of time to play games these days now. So like if someone just, if I just after a 10 hour day at work wants to sit down and play ghost, but, but not exert too much energy into it. Give me easy mode, dude. Yep. Star Wars, uh, fallen Jedi or Jedi Fallen Order, I think it was called. Um, I had to drop the difficulty down to like the easiest difficulty because like I just sucked at it. <laughs> it's just not fun when you have to like. I mean, I guess it's fun for some people to like get it pixel perfect and like memorize all the things. And it's to me, it, I just find it's just really redundant and repetitive like when i I was i'm playing quake on nightmare there's a lot of reloading because like i will shoot like too many people or or like use shoot too many demons i should say and run out of bullets and then like you have to use like an axe and it's just you're reloading at the worst possible time i know what that's like I mean, it's like just playing any online shooter. Take yeah. something that reloaded. If you're not shooting, then you're reloading. Right. So, but I mean, me personally, like, it's funny that reloading is the word because what I mean is like reloading the level. Because it's like, oh, I, okay. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't economically spend the ammo correctly because they put just enough ammo for you to like for because it's supposed to be hard you're not supposed to get as many like unlimited ammo or anything like that so i would be like fuck i'm out of this weapon and you know let me just dip reset yeah uh with uh with tsushima what i've been doing is i've been switching to now i've been playing i put about 10 hours into it and 
what I'll do is I'll switch to difficulty up a notch to medium. And that's as far as I'm going. Mm-hmm. And if I find that I hit a spot like with a battle where if, if I, if I die three times in a row, if I have to restart a sequence three times in a row, then I just drop the difficulty back down. Cause I know I can do it on easy. Yeah. Um, and that's just, uh, and that's one of those games. There's games like, um, like the fallout games wouldn't let you, at least if you turned off hardcore mode, you couldn't turn it back on. Like that, that's, that's another annoying thing that I'm happy. A lot of games don't do now is if you switch difficulty, um, you can switch it back and it doesn't punish you. Yeah. Cause there's some games that are like, Oh, you, you beat the game on easy mode. Uh, here's an achievement. You beat the game on, uh, on, on medium difficulty. Here's an achievement, you know, like, I think the Uncharted games do that when you're going through the credits and they give you uh, an achievement or a trophy for um, all the difficulty modes up to the one that you're on or up up to and including the one that you're on. Uh, I don't know if Tsushima will do that, but it's nice to know that I can like switch back and forth between the two and not feel like I'm being punished and penalized for doing that because I just want to like I like the story. I just want to go through the story. I just want to play. And like, I do like having a challenge, but if, if I just want to sit back and just putz, putz around, let me do that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I was Not, point- and also, sorry to go back on a tangent, but I was just remembering all the times in Tony Hawk where I would hit retry so hard that I would have it down to like a, like, you know, you hit start, you move down hit retry oh you knew the exact button sequence it would take like half of a second to retry so if i like did a jump wrong and i just wanted to retry the level i just go it would just just like a snap and i i remember getting that down so much because i retried so many different things it's a happy memory i remember the uh, i i actually had a subscription to the i think it was like the sega dreamcast magazine that, that, you remember that back when consoles had their own magazines? And the, Hell yeah. I had the PlayStation one and it came with demos and shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Now that was a time. And the Dreamcast mm-hmm. one did that too. And I played the fuck out of those demo discs. And I still have Me those too. demo discs. I even have the full games um, from those demos and I'd rather just play the demos. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'd rather do that. It's um, like the best chunk of the game. Right. Like if you just want to dick around. But um they uh the the issue that had the preview Tony Hawk's Pro Skater the first one and, and included it on the demo disc specifically called out the retry button or the retry option because it yeah. was like the like if you if you fucked up and felt like you were just constantly fucking up then retry dude you're not you're not going to lose anything by doing it yep so and it gave birth to perfectionists yep jedi fallen order was nice cuz like it it had in easy mode, but then you could go one notch back to um, story mode, which like all you had to do is walk up to an enemy and just stare at them and they fall over. Like, I, like I played through on my, on my second playthrough of that game, I think for like the first couple hours I did it on story mode. And then I was like, all right, this is too easy. Yeah. Like, is it like, I'm not, I'm actually not having fun because this is so easy. At least on easy yeah. mode, you get a little bit of a challenge. So it seems like nowadays easy mode is like the normal. Yeah. And like normal is like a little bit hard and then like hard is expert. 
Well, I was playing. I don't know if you've played it, but Elder Scrolls Online. Not yet. So I, I've been I've been thinking about playing that. Like, so I've been playing because it's on Game Pass. So like, yeah, there you go. But um, that game. I mean, it's an MMO. So and all MMOs are like this. But with that game, it's they they made it so like everything scales up with your level, which is which is nice. But like if you attack if you attack an enemy. Just depending on like uh, how much damage you do based on your weapons and what 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 skills you have, etc., buffs. Like you're going to be doing the same amount of damage to everything, and it gets to a point where it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the antithesis of easy mode. It's like, yeah, this isn't hard, but it's just repetitive and it's not rewarding. Yeah. So uh, in that game, like. I feel like ESO is just going to be my game that I go to when I don't have anything else I want to play yeah, or feel like playing. So I, it's I like that. It's like that part in Pokemon when you play and like you eventually get to a part in Pokemon where like you hate being stopped for a fight. Cause you're like, it's just one hit and then they die. Like, I just want to get to where I'm going. <laughs> I hate being, yeah, you hate being stopped, but you know, you have to do, especially if you're like me and you have a, an army of Magikarp. <laughs> you gotta level up and evolve your Magikarp, or if you're like me, and we're strictly talking uh, red and blue here, but you're like me, and you have Mew, and uh, once you have Mew, that's it. The game's over because now you now you have something that uh, can learn literally every move and just become OP. Yeah, I had Mew as well, yeah. which I believe you could only get with a Game Shark. Nope. There's a trick you can do on Nugget Bridge. Involve. Oh, that's right. That's right. You sequence of events that disables your start menu. Yep. I remember that. But you get Mew out of it. You like teleport and then you get in front of like a trainer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And you know who taught me that trick? They call me Fro. (laughs) Nice. Yep. So anyway, there you go. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4. We are not getting it, unfortunately. But hey, we got Tony Hawk 1 and 2. And it was very, very, very good. Have you played that? The remake? Not yet. Oh. I'm so bad at playing games. Dude, dude, next time you're at my place. Hell yeah. We're playing. Like, come over early and like... We'll bring fired a pillow up. and blanket. <laughs> fired up and, and you like can play. 4 a.m. Yeah. Just like the good old days. Fired up and you can play it, man. You can you can literally, what's nice is like you can, just like in the old days, pick a skater and you're starting a career with that skater. Hell yeah. They, they When they released the game, initially, like, you, you played through with a skater and did all the levels and that was it. The game was over. Like you could replay levels, but like you couldn't replay the the career mode. And they released a patch maybe like a month or two later, where they pretty much just said like, "Yeah, we didn't have time to put this in, but now uh, anytime you start with a new skater or create a new skater, like you can play through the whole the whole game, which is nice because like replay value, dude. Hell yeah! And spend seventy bucks to play it once. Yeah. So, uh, it is they they do need to update. I think the school level though, because. They put in a bunch of stuff at the last second because the game came out in like summer of 2020. And they put in a bunch of stuff at the last second that was like, hey, stay at home. 
wash your hands like things oh. that you know the things that were incredibly yeah, relevant fine. and topical in 2020 and like hey dude i mean let's not discount any of that but we don't necessarily really need to you know uh, uh advertise that now yeah at least put something in that says like get your jabs or don't uh, don't shop at harry reed insurance in mill and <laughs> maine anyway hell yeah all right, Nate. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being Likewise. here. This is a good episode. Good talk. <laughs> yes. Uh, and for the rest of you, we'll talk at you next time. Thank you for listening. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Manifestation may not have happened.